You're listening to the ProcureTech Podcast, your weekly show for all that's cooking in the digital procurement space. Yes, we've got the hottest startups, thought leadership, and conversation from visionary industry experts, and definitely no stiff corporate content. I'm your host, James Meads, procurement pro, digital nomad, and ProcureTech fanboy. And now, here's this week's show. Yes, hello and welcome to another episode of the ProcureTech podcast, where every time we bring you everything that is fun, innovative and exciting in the digital procurement space. And to that introduction today, I'm going to have to add the word agile, because my guest today is an expert on all things agile procurement. He's the president of the Lean Agile Procurement Association and an all-round expert on bringing agility into our function. And the conversation we're going to have today is going to prove that it's not just something that applies to startups in the tech industry, and we can actually use and apply these concepts in procurement too. I'm a big fan of eliminating and automating a lot of bureaucracy and removing a lot of unnecessary process from our profession. It's something I evangelize about a lot too. So really looking forward to having this discussion. Uh, Mirko Kleiner, very warm welcome. Yeah, thank you, James, for having me. And uh, yeah, it's my pleasure. <laughs> so just give a quick introduction of about yourself, because I saw on your website at the beginning, beginning of 2016, you asked yourself if procurement couldn't be more fun and lean. In other words, just more agile. So talk to me a little bit about that of your journey and how you got into this as a, as a concept and, uh, and as a profession. Yeah, maybe I first need to mention that I have no idea about procurement. <laughs> so I'm not a procurement professional originally. Uh, I have my roots in software and on the supplier side, which, uh, you know, led me to uh, uh, go into big tenders from a software supplier back in the early 2000s, which were always very complex where the customers didn't know what they really want, and but expected the fixed price, fixed scope contract. So back in summer 2018, yeah, we got inspired by that there is no solution for that, for handling this, this difficulties, this uncertainty, this complexity in a proper way in procurement. And uh, so um, we just said, okay, let's reinvent the wheel and start on page one. What would we, how would we do it if, we, if, if there would not, procurement would not exist, right? Uh, how would we uh, design that from scratch? And uh, we started with the hypothesis uh, what if we have a, a, a super complex so software case, uh, obviously, because we, we, we are originally from software, and we just have one day to close the deal, sign the contract, and uh, start collaboration and delivery next day. That was our starting point. Yeah, and out of this crazy idea, a whole new movement, a whole new approach evolved. Uh, where we bring together, and that's maybe, if, if you <laughs> bring it really down to the point, uh, we bring together the, the right people. So first, what is, what is the expected outcome? So we see a lot with a lot of our customers that they struggle internally 
what what are the, the expectations on the on the very high level but further down the road uh, what what are the specific needs but also the constraints and conditions around it and I will talk about that uh, afterwards a bit and and then later on and that's where the magic happens uh, we at some point uh, we need to bring in the suppliers and uh, in, instead of sending around documents as we used to do in the past uh, and still by the way and and it's still valid if you know exactly what and how you want to do it uh, so we are not we, we we are bringing the suppliers together so we invite them simultaneously in the same room, physically or in person or virtually, to co-create the solution design, their proposals and uh, their contracts and doing the negotiations, whatever is needed to close the deal within hours, days, depending on the complexity of the case. Got it. So my obvious question, next question would be, <laughs> does that just apply to IT and software procurement? Or could you apply that to, for example, buying raw materials or professional services? Yeah, a very good question. So as a newbie back in 2016, 18, uh, to procurement, I had no clue, you know, that there are other categories and, 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 <laughs> and indirect and direct and all this fancy uh, terms. In the meanwhile, we learned that um, we could apply our approach to any category, uh, direct and indirect. So, on the other hand, it's not a silver bullet. So, if if uh, you you have a commodity, something that you could buy off the shelf, a, a, a finished product or or, or service or whatever, uh, then you better use a reverse auction or an RFP. But if you have uncertainty or a level of innovation or, or uh, it's very complex, sometimes it's even a complexity, an organizational complexity. You need to deal with a lot of stakeholders internally or multi-vendor setting or multicultural setting, then uh, uh, you better choose a more agile approach. So yes, it's applicable to any kind of category. So that's a really important definition. So what you're essentially saying is then that if you have a very structured and very firm scope of work or specification, then going down the approach of doing a formal RFP or an e-auction may be the best way to conclude that. But if there's any ambiguity, you know, I always use the Spice Girls quote, tell me what you really, really want. If you if you don't know what you really, really want from the supplier and there's a degree of ambiguity, then Agile is, is a great way to be able to work with suppliers and understand what they bring to the table in terms of innovation and design and development on top of just commercial factors. Hey, so just a quick interlude to let you know about procurementsoftware.site. This is a new website that I recently launched to give you, the listener, a free-to-access intuitive guide to digital procurement technology. You can filter on a multitude of different criteria and pick out a short list of procurement software solutions that are relevant to your business and your needs in less time than it takes to boil an egg. 
no corporate subscriptions, no complex jargon, and definitely no pay-to-play model. We are a completely transparent, open book, and we really want to get your feedback on what we can really do to make this user experience better and constantly improve so as we're providing value to you. Check out procurementsoftware.site. And now let's get right back to this week's podcast. So people is obviously a huge part of this from what you've explained, but there have also been a huge amount of technological advances in the procurement tech space particularly over the past five or six years with all of the best of breed startups coming in to to challenge some of the more legacy technology that's been around for a longer time. So to what extent has that technology impacted what you do? Or was it, would it have even been possible 10 years ago, you know, given that Agile is really focused on speeding up a lot of processes that if they are manual, if they're done by email or done by fax or Excel, they would inevitably take longer. So has technology played a role there? Yeah, great question. Uh, I must admit, I'm not a technology advocate uh, in procurement, but obviously I have an opinion and observe a lot of companies, what they are doing and have an opinion on that. Nevertheless, um, I think what we are doing, you know, bring the right people together. And uh, if it's an in-person workshop, uh, we work with a lot of paper and stickies and, and flip charts. Uh, so technology is not really uh, hindering us uh, or is, is not really benefiting us. Let's, let's phrase it that way. But on the other hand, uh, we, if, if you have 70 people uh, virtually in a, in a big room from different suppliers uh, co-creating their proposals, that would not have been possible uh, several years back, definitely. So, so that's more on, on what we are doing. Uh, on the other hand, uh, from a procurement perspective, we, for example, collaborate with uh, the World Commercial Contracting uh, Association, and uh, they have uh, tons of great numbers and, and, and uh, studies. Um, and what, what is really, what, what we are seeing, you know, in terms of, getting the whole, not just the function, but the organization more agile. We need transparency about the supplier data. So that's definitely key. Is it, definitely there is also an opportunity to speed up and automate, uh, you know, commodity sourcing stuff going more into the direction of a self-serving uh, uh, model where a lot of companies yeah, just automate all the commodity sourcing stuff so that they could focus more on the complex, on the, on the strategic sourcing, which we are basically uh, give, giving them some new approaches. But this, this would not be possible if we do the groundwork, which is currently happening in parallel, having all these tools in place. Uh, so the World CC, they came up with an interesting number. Uh, currently, the, the contract-related data is spread over 24 systems in average per company. And so no wonder, no wonder nobody has a clue what contract is valid, which is our preferred supplier and whatever, right? Where are we up to in this? That's interesting. So what you're essentially saying is then for the agile process itself, technology is not impacting it so much, but 
because data is dirty and because from my own personal experience working as a category manager, I probably spent between a third to a half of my time doing essentially tasks that I could have hired an admin assistant on Upwork to do for me. Um, So what you're saying is if we can get the data clean and have single sources of truth for things like vendor master data and contracts and free up procurement from doing a lot of the tactical and administrative side of the job, that in turn will, we hope or we assume, attract better people into the profession. Younger people coming in are going to be more tech savvy. So, you know, what I was going to ask you next was to what extent do you think technology will be the driver in elevating our profession, especially in light of what you do, you know, looking at other things like talent retention and supply chain instability and people wanting to come in and make an impact on things like Scope 3 and ESG. It sounds like what you're saying is technology is the enabler, but is not necessarily the the center of the puzzle. So, so what we are seeing is that uh, if if companies have done their homework in enabling the organization and uh, have put in place the automation and the single source of truth, as you mentioned it, they could go to the next stage, as we call it, from a procurement perspective. And Russia is a good example. So part of their organization stepped out being just a service or a support to the business into a more proactive enabler of the organization. So they started to proactively work together with the business to educate them so that they could source themselves or uh, be, be becoming a real problem solver as, as a, and, and a transformational coach uh, to the organization. So th- there is much more to procurement to come, but you need to do the homework. Another aspect that I would like to mention and to come back a bit to, agi- to the topic of Agile is uh, just to give you an example, a, a lot of companies, you know, are still in a stage they need to introduce Ariba or whatever uh, to automate, uh, automize and, and create a single source of truth. And we recently sourced an ERP system in just four weeks. <laughs> uh, I mean, just the sourcing part. Huh? So from idea, we need a new uh, ERP system till contract was signed and delivery started. Now, so that's... Uh, uh, very powerful. You could Im- improve your sourcing, but and that's uh, or and also the delivery, obviously, where Agile comes from. So to enable the organization first procurement itself, but then also the business with technology, Agile is a, is, is a great catalyst to improve also delivery. Uh, and I think that's that's also worth it to mention. Have any of the industry associations or certification bodies been in touch with you or have you have you got involved with any of them? Because this this sounds like a classic example of how, you know, someone coming in with a non-procurement background has seen some of these inefficiencies and sought to change it. You know, a lot of these, and maybe I'm being a bit controversial here, but a lot of these industry bodies are a little bit stale, I get the impression. Not all of them. You know, there are some that are doing cool things. But have you had much traction from any of them? Yeah, we are working very closely with, um, as I mentioned, Tim Combs and uh, World uh, Commerce and Contracting, for example. 
we came up with our own certification and, and trainings on not just sourcing, but also the way you contract. Uh, to you know, agile contract became a huge term. Yeah. Uh, but also, uh, it's interesting. You know, it's also the way you negotiate changes because you are no more looking for uh, just a customer supplier relationship. You're looking for strategic partners, and if you think of your wife uh, or being married, you would never ever treat your wife uh, like, uh, you know, this bad cop, good cop negotiation style. Yeah. So also that needs to change. And and in a big sense, uh, the whole partner management needs to change and become much more agile as well. So the, the, the agile values uh, become crucial here. It's all funded on that. Uh, we are also working with, together with SIPS, the Chartered Institute of Procurement Supply, but as you mentioned, you know, for them, it's like, what the heck? <laughs> we, 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 we are yeah. uh, the owners of the body of knowledge. We, we are in this space for decades. And, and, uh, and now this kind of startup or, or outsider comes and, and with some crazy ideas and they don't understand. So we are still working, uh, creating, yeah, uh, some awareness that this is complementary. And that we are not a competitor, uh, we could become an integrate, integral part of their uh, curriculum uh, for their uh, members. And so we are working together with, with those associations and certification bodies from the procurement supply uh, space, but also uh, on the same, uh, at the same time with, with, uh, in the Agile space, because Agile has no clue about procurement. So uh, if you th- if you think think of it on the long run, and that's again coming back to the paper that I mentioned from function to capability, also the agile community need to get familiar of uh, a more agile way, not just procurement, but how to finance in a more agile way, how to fund, how to budget, HR, marketing. There are a lot of movements ongoing. And uh, what is interesting is that all those movements, uh, I have the feeling, are about to come together. So we are, I'm in progress with some other thought leaders to build up kind of an ecosystem of new topics and, and trainings, materials, and, and, and sharing this, this data because it has a huge, huge impact. So what, what we started last year is, for example, the, the public sector. So what I was not aware of is that the public sector procurement is uh, responsible for 10 to 15% of GDP. That's huge, right? And if you think of all the investments they do, and, and we are involved in some of the cases, they take years. And, and uh, if you think of, we could uh, improve that to, not talking about days, like in the private sector, but weeks and months that could create a huge impact and uh, much, not just from a commercial perspective, but also all the other topics that the procurement community is taking care of, like sustainability, uh, a circular economy and all this stuff. Uh, what, what we, what comes, it's, it's natural for us in the agile world. It's it just, it's a perfect fit. We, we bring in that thinking naturally. Yeah. And I like that because procurement historically 
both in private and public sector, has tended to think in categories, whereas, you know, the classic example, you know, the rest of the world and business at large just just doesn't. Um, but it's it's interesting to hear that you're getting traction from some of these industry bodies and also, you know, the recognition on the other side that the agile world needs to understand procurement a little bit better and, you know, it takes two to tango and, and that's an ongoing and evolving process. So, I'm certainly excited to hear developments in this space and uh, love what you're doing. Just to wrap up, Mirko, if anyone would like to learn a little bit more about you or connect with you, where is the best place that they can reach out? Yeah, so we have a company-independent website called lean-agile-procurement.com. There we share all our cases, the approach, uh, we we share papers, uh, uh, and we also have a global global study on, on the current state of agility and procurement supply that you can download for free. And obviously, if you want to learn more, we have uh, public classes on all those, those topics that you could sign up. Excellent. We will link to that in the show notes. Mirko, it's been an absolute pleasure to get to know you a little bit better. And uh, yeah, good luck. Keep in touch and hopefully speak to you again soon. Thank you very much for having me, James. So agile procurement, you see it's not just in the software sector and you can apply it to all principles of what you're buying. Thanks again to Mirko for being a great guest and telling us some insights about how it all works. Just a quick reminder, if you're looking for a digital procurement solution and you don't have an expensive subscription to one of the research houses, then just head across to procurementsoftware.site where you can filter and search on over 300 solutions completely free to anyone on the buy side. Would love to get your feedback if you've used the tool and want to share your thoughts with me. Catch you again next time. Until then, thank you for listening. Take care and bye for now.